Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence? I'm not a fast reader. It's not as bad as I was expecting it to be. You are my candy girl, and you got me you. I feel like you're Gotham Rich right now. Bitch, are you having a stroke? That shouldn't be buttery. <laughs> Damn it, I'm gonna do it. Hey, welcome back to the Brotherhood of Batman. I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest out of us. I produce this mess. Thanks for tuning back in. I'm Jake. I'm the middle brother. I'm the one that came up with the crazy list of comics that we've been reading through for so long just to get to this point. Hi, it's my last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ben, your sunshine and Gotham, and no man's land, all things above and beyond. Uh, the baby brother, and you're listening to The Brotherhood of Batman, a podcast where the three of us get together to talk about Batman in somewhat of a continuity order, have some themed beverages, and uh, just have a good time. How are y'all doing? All right. How about you? Good. Good. I'm going last because I made a drink. This is finally the introduction and continuity comic book of one Miss Harley Quinn. So I made a drink called Obsession. Oh. Cheers. What's what's in this? We were watching you make it. This is scotch, cherry juice, maraschino cherries, lemon juice, and a big old lemon slice. Aaron makes a face. (laughs) Well, it's a tart. It's not bad. Yeah. Better than mine. It's better. Last week. Better. <laughs> Are you obsessed with it? No. No, not not yet. <laughs> no. This is my obsession. Um, Before we get into all of this book. I'm slightly disappointed that you didn't just serve us pudding cups. Oh, <laughs> that would have been good. She never says that in here. She doesn't call them pudding? Uh, she might once. I don't think she does. I don't know. I'll save that for the animated episodes that we're going right. to start doing yeah, next season. Right. <laughs> now that it's all free for all. But before all of that, what's been going on in your geeky little lives? Stop talking about comic books or I'll What do you think you're doing, you? nerd? Stop spending Get those nerds! Nerd! Nerd! Geek. Geek. I mean, I'm the Batman of geeks, bitch. Well, uh, we're recording this in October. It's close to Halloween, which means it's close to the this holiday season. Halloween. This is Halloween. The holiday, holiday season. season. Holiday season. Uh, and uh, well, Ben, you and I and your spouse are going to take the boys uh, to the haunted house. So uh, I'm excited about that. So excited. Up. They, the, I, no, I have never been to a real one. We went last year. Jake, you went uh, to uh, the haunted paintball. Wait, you've never been to a real haunted house, period? I haven't, no. Oh, you're going to... This is bonkers. It's, yeah, it's I'm excited. The I'm Darkness, excited. which is considered the scariest one in St. Louis. Is Bane there? <laughs> oh. The he Darkness. Was it's my ally. No, but his teddy bear will be. Oh, also, Ito! <laughs> So Ito's coming to kill you. Are the boys excited? <laughs> uh, I think so. I think Toby's got some friends that have gone or are going, and they're like 
super scared. Nobody's like, is Connor going to be all right? I was like, you guys don't give Connor enough credit. That kid has no fear. He'll be fine. I think Connor will be fine. Isn't this rated I like the scariest in the area? Yeah. Possibly. Oh, it's very scary. I'll make sure this episode doesn't come out until after we have gone. <laughs> <laughs> Do they listen to the show? No, my wife does. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I see. Uh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, yeah, is that is that what you got? That's you, all I got. I got nothing else, man. We um we've been doing some I'm Halloween. Not boring, just busy. We've been doing some Halloween things. Um, I dressed up like Flounder from The Little Mermaid for a Halloween party. Yeah, you did. And I was not the only Flounder there. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> but that was fun. It was nice. I bought a bunch of tool and I made my little fins and I made my little blue mohawk and it's just nice. It's always Josh and I both really like making costumes and anytime there's an excuse to make costumes, we dive all in. Um, it's funny because we do a lot of like themed parties and you know murder mysteries and different things and those are really specific. It's like you need to dress like this and like great, let me do that. And even with my when I did drag, my drag numbers would be specific. Like I'm like, okay, I'm doing a number about this, so I need to make the outfit go with the song. But for Halloween, it's like so vague. So he did a Hocus Pocus character because of the new Hocus Pocus um, that came out, and I was like, well, let me do Little Mermaid for the Little Mermaid movie that's coming out. That's all uh, the buzz oh, right now. Okay, so that's we why. were promoting Disney Plus and being like, haha, we're Disney characters, so we're just being stupid. Very nice. So speaking of Disney Plus. I'm going to take my time because we have not talked about it since we have all watched <gasps> it. Would you guys like to talk about She-Hulk just a little bit? Oh, sure. Sure. Uh, we finished it. Uh, it is the fastest that we have watched a show in a while. Yeah. I was kind and of impressed Noel, that you guys were watching all over. Noah watched it with us. He, he's like, oh, I don't care. You guys go ahead and start it. I don't want to watch it. And then after the first episode, he's like, yeah, I guess I'll just stay and watch it. And <laughs> he liked it? <laughs> and then the next day, he's like, so are we going to watch She-Hulk anymore? Or? So, nice. yeah. So we all binged it. We got it done in like four nights. Um, well, they're short. Mm-hmm. They are short. I'm going to s- go out on a limb. I don't know. That's are that you an internet troll and you hated it because it's a female lead? I am going to say... And the animation... And CGI isn't the greatest. I'm trying to run through. I'm trying to run through what all has happened. Or did you think the final episode was magnificently brilliant? Uh, it is in the top three of the Marvel Plus or Disney Plus Marvel shows. I think. Mm-hmm. I think it was excellent. I think it knew exactly. I think it knew before anybody else watching it mm-hmm. knew what it was, what it was trying to do. And the show that it was presenting to everybody. And they're like, it's a TV budget. Get over the fucking CG. It'll right. be fine. And uh, I totally did. I, I loved every episode had something that I laughed at. Mm-hmm. Every I didn't know where the show was going to go. And oh my god, the finale. I have not seen a TV show stick a finale like that to the fucking fans so well in a while Mm -hmm. it was it was really good yeah no i i we we were watching it and you you think it's going to be a lawyer show and it's it is but it isn't and then you think it's going to be the superhero show and it is but it isn't and then you think it's like reformed villain show and it is but it isn't yeah and there's fourth wall breaking in every episode and you're like oh that's funny and it's cool they're breaking the fourth wall but then they 
fucking demolished Literally it. break it. Yeah. And, and that that scene was that thing. Yeah. That that last episode I think With was Kevin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was some of the the best. Like, this is not expected. This is not what anybody thought was going to happen, kind of thing. But apparently, is very true to the comic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and just to rub it in all of the douchebags' faces that were slamming the show before they even had seen it or given enough of it a chance, and I love it. And and Daredevil, who mm-hmm. is easily my favorite Marvel character. He paused. He had to think for just a second before it came out of his mouth. He's like, Batman, DC, spawn image. I can say this. <laughs> Let me roll Ninja him Turtles. off the head. Okay, I'm fine. <laughs> IDW, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, easily my favorite Marvel character. And they did him in their own way, but he felt like the exact same Daredevil. And and he was yellow. And he was in his yellow and red, yeah. which that. was pretty cool. And he had the walk of shame, which was pretty funny. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> he's carrying his fucking boots, and he's barefoot, and he's wearing the rest of his fucking outfit. Like, <laughs> um, So... I think it's really important when we talk about this show to discuss Madison with two N's <laughs> and one Y, but it's not. That was the greatest like one episode character of any television show I've ever seen. I w- I'm glad she never came back because it was just like, this is like the, the girl that Ridiculous. went to the demon place yeah. and like there's hints towards a big Marvel villain with all that, some demon goat guy. So it was just, <laughs> it, it took us a couple, Josh and I both were like, I think he was more on board before I was because I had, I went in really wanting to like it. And the first few episodes, I was like, I'm not, I, this is not, it's not. And then by episode four, I was like, okay, I liked that. Episode five, I was like, okay, that's better. And each one, I was like, all right, I'm into it. I'm into it. And the last episode, I was like, yeah! So I'm excited to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Um, fully invested. I didn't love how heavily they leaned on Bruce in the first episode. Um, because that was originally not supposed to be the first episode. They moved it. Um, oh, really? Yeah. The, her origin wasn't going to be for a few episodes. Okay. And so they re they moved that episode. Uh, do you think it was to get buy-in from the Marvel fans? Like, let's boost our, our numbers for this first episode because yes. Bruce is here. And I don't love that, but it, but it all worked out in the end. It, it, it doesn't go against the story because he needed to be off planet for a while. Mm-hmm. And so it extended the time that he's off planet. And uh, when they redo the original opening, but with her mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. uh, Lou Ferrigno show, oh, yeah. that, that was, was awesome. so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I, I had explained to Josh what that was. It, <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot, especially with Marvel and superhero stuff to really surprise me. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I was just giddy while watching. Not, not, I mean, I just didn't know what to expect, and I didn't know what was coming, and everything that did happen. I, it was every time I thought I knew where things were going, it went somewhere else. And I think if you can do that at this point in time with as much superhero mm-hmm. stuff, and and to the point where I'm at with Marvel, where like I don't know that I need to watch everything. I've stopped. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't. I only watch the ones I'm excited about now. 
yeah, I can't watch everything anymore. It's too but this much. makes me want to go back because I'm like, wow, you guys did something that was completely unexpected. Like, mm-hmm. awesome. Well, what's neat is that, and you pointed this out, Jake, um, when you'd heard about the show and hadn't watched it yet, that comic books themselves are all different genres and yeah. all different tones. We've talked about it in this, about how even the Batman books in the 90s all had their own tone. And Marvel right now feels very much like that's what it's doing with its TV shows, which I love that aspect. And yeah. Yeah, it's cool to have a comedy, but a different comedy, a comedy for women, a comedy for different people than just, you know, the um, Guardians of the Galaxy, which I love that movie. But that kind of comedy when that movie came out is what every Marvel thing started doing Mm -hmm. for quite a long time. They're all like, well, we're just going to be the Chris Pratt of the whole thing. And this was a different humor, which I appreciated. And if it gets me one step closer to Angry Hulk again. I'm all the more happy. Oh, I want Angry Hulk back. <laughs> yeah. Could happen. He has a son. I'm excited about that and the rumors around that. Uh, yeah. I mean, do you know all that? Um, I know about like Hulk World and stuff. Okay. But I, there's rumors that they're merging a couple characters. Mm. Which yes. has me excited. And a few storylines, so it could be up in the air but all of the buzz is around world war they're trying to get yeah, to world. world war hulk mm-hmm. so is that a movie that's happening is that going to be part of a show we it's, don't know it's not everything just yeah. people think that's the trajectory okay yeah yeah got it we will see all right but we didn't come here to talk about hulk we came here to talk about psychiatry yeah so and mental health we and read Arkham Obsession. <laughs> this is my obsession. So we we read a lovely little one shot Harley Quinn written by Paul Dini and art by I can't pronounce or it, but I have original book, art. Yavel. Uh, yep, Yavel Goucher. Um, who I have original art by. Thank you, Jake, of a lovely Poison Ivy picture. Um, this story is more an adult retelling of. The origin of Harley Quinn from the 1992 show, which was also written by Paul Dini. So he got to stick with the character. He created her for the comics and the TV show, which I think is so cool. And he got to really do like his spin on it and fits perfectly into the um, post-cataclysm No Man's Land world. So thoughts? I think the important thing to take away from this is that Ivy was delivering the produce herself to the citizens of Gotham. With a plant horse. There's a plant horse, you guys. When there's a splash page of Ivy on a plant horse, I know I'm in for a good time. There's there's all these moments in my Batman recall of w- reading these when they first came out and what I think of the characters. I can tell you that I remembered Ivy was a part of this story. I could not tell you that she is the opening page and Mm -hmm. she is connected to harley's continuity origin from page one Mm -hmm. and i love it i love it and that's because in the cartoon harley through paul dini episodes gets really close to poison ivy to the point where they were wrapped around each other before she ever even made it to comic books well i started re-watching the uh, Harley Quinn HBO show. Ah. I, I, I haven't watched the new season, so I was like, I'm going to start over. Yeah. And so their relationship in that show made more, much more sense reading this first issue uh, because I hadn't read a whole lot of Harley Quinn before, mm-hmm. knowing that in the four years we've been doing this podcast, we were going to get to her eventually. So I'm now like going to try to catch up on things as they come up in the podcast and some of the other books that we might have that may show up sometime down the road. 
but it 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 was it's definitely been more interesting watching the show having read a little bit of this and seeing the dynamics and how like she found Harley in the rubble and she brought her back and didn't kill her cuz she's fascinated she's mm-hmm. fascinated by the the psychiatrist she knew in Arkham and what's happened to Harley after she has gotten out yeah this uh they this puts Harley's origin into no man's land so uh, she has her origin story of how she becomes obsessed with the Joker and everything. This is my obsession. But she literally emerges into Gotham because of the earthquake and the cataclysm that happens. Right. She was locked away and forgotten, basically, <laughs> in Arkham and is accidentally let loose during the earthquake. And she's like, oh, okay, well, I'm here. And I like that they like found, like, okay, well, this is we need to put Harley in the comics. How are we going to do it? Why hasn't she been around if yeah. she's got this obsession with Joker? Why haven't we seen her? Okay, well, we'll lock her in the dungeon, and this is how she gets yeah, out. She's right? in, yeah, what did she do to get sent down to the hole? For Just let him out of Arkham over multiple and over and times. over again. Well, is that really a bad thing? Aaron? Oh, Aaron? Aaron? <laughs> So I like, I do I do love that though that this is how we didn't know that how did Joker always get out we've said mm-hmm. that a bunch of times how does Joker get out of Arkham well canon can, canonically um, Harley Quinn is so if you want to be really crazy I like to go back because they don't say how long she was like talking to him or whatever they do oh okay it's only like a year whatever to me she let him out and he killed jason todd she (laughs) let him out and he shot barbara gordon she let Mm -hmm. him out because timelines are a mess yeah so to me she was always like letting him out it just makes it more fun (laughs) oh it does it does make it more fun if if she's the one that's like pushing the button and like push the button max and just hiding over in the corner and joker just (laughs) saunters away and yeah, so sorry. we get we get the plant horse on page one, and <laughs> Ivy, as we have seen, is now uh, delivering fresh produce for Gotham, um, and is has to behave because Batman's watching. And she comes to a roadblock, and she's clearing the rubble, and buried beneath the rubble is Harley Quinn in her tattered costume. I shit you not, and I I want to apologize to every other actress who has ever played Harley in anything, whether it be Kelly Kukachu or Kaylee Cuoco. Yeah, her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who's Kelly Kukachu and who's Kaylee Cuoco? <laughs> Kaylee Cuoco is the voice of Harley on the For Big and HBO's show, and the the live action uh, Harley Robbie. Margot when Robbie. she has her first written line in this comic book, I heal, hear Arlene Sark- Sorkin. Well, in yeah, because it's written by Paul Dini. This so so Har- <sighs> Harley Quinn is a character who has evolved and changed so much. So, Aaron, I really want to hear a lot of your thoughts because you. The bulk of Harley you've gotten is the HBO show, which is the most modern badass like up-to-date version of harley but she goes through this development the harley i fell in love with is the flawed she's a villain and in batman storylines they're all a little cuckoo too and they Uh all have a big flaw they're all kelly cuckoo too kelly (laughs) cuckoo and harley's flaw harley's this is terrible but i'm gonna say it harley's mental condition is she is a, like cannot get out of this abusive relationship and she's drawn to this I abusive feel like relationship. Joker treats her fine though. Okay. <laughs> no, no. 
<laughs> so so when when they change Harley down the line in DC continuity, I was a little like, ugh. And I felt gross because I'm like, no, I want a good, strong female character. But that's never what she was to me. She was this mm. mess. And that was the whole point like just how the joker is going to kill you to kill you the penguin's going to play with his umbrellas and his penguins they all have these things that they right. can't let go hers was she is uh, in love with pain and i just mm-hmm. I, I loved it i i have not watched the animated series that has her in it i oh, haven't but you will i haven't gotten there yet <laughs> no you so, better wait for us because it's on my list well it, my time to watch tv is very limited so well, good when it's yeah. assigned so, you will be able yeah, to do I, it. <laughs> When I have my assignments, I will start watching. So, again. do not watch episode twenty-two, Joker's Favor, released September eleventh, nineteen ninety-two, oh. written by Paul Dini <laughs> and Bruce Tim. Well, shit! Now I got to cancel my plans for tomorrow. Um, <laughs> man, I want to talk about so much of this stuff. Okay, this uh, book, this book, um, the cover. It's Alex Ross. It looks like Jack Nichols and Joker, and it's the yeah. most stunning picture. I it's had a pretty great cover. Like an extra large, because I didn't know how to dress myself, t-shirt of this image <laughs> for years. And I wish that I had a shirt that fit me in this image, and I would still wear it today. Um, I, I love Alex Ross. I have for many, many years. His Joker in the black and white tuxedo. It's my favorite Joker costume. I just yeah, it's, it's so scary because it's just to the white pretty, face hanging in the creepy. black. Yeah, uh, I have this. I sent it to you guys. It's on my desk currently because I ran out of shelf on the Batman shelf. I have this in a statue. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but I wanted to share something that I actually saw today. Uh, it's freaking hilarious. As you're uh, as you're pulling that up, Ben, I want to see the original OG copy. Do you have it? Can you pull it out? I won't. I, can, I won't I touch can, it. I can get it. I won't touch it. I promise. I just so, somebody shared to a Facebook group that I'm in uh, the the worst signature of the year. Uh, they sent in a uh, Harley Quinn one shot original to get signed and sketched on by Paul Dini, and then graded. It's a nine point six copy of this original book, which is probably worth a few. Couple grand, uh, maybe up to a grand. <laughs> Fucking Paul Dini <laughs> does this three-year-old doodle of Batman's head and oh, writes no. it across Hurley's <laughs> arm. You can't even see the fucking signature. It is so bad. That's that's uh, pretty bad. That book that's is multiple hilarious. hundreds of dollars, <laughs> and that signature probably cost multiple hundreds of dollars. And it looks I would ridiculous. Be, it looks so bad. I would be <laughs> so. So mad. <laughs> so I've mentioned that I own these things. Um, Aaron, these are my two, um, other than original art, I have, these are my two comic book prize possessions. These are the two first appearances of Harley Quinn. That's the one we read, the Alex Ross cover that Jake very graciously, why did you give me that? I was getting yeah, rid of a lot of comics. Just being nice. And I didn't care. And then this is Harley's actual comic appearance, which was from the 1992 adaptation comic book of the cartoon. Um, it's Batgirl, Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, the first comic book I ever bought myself. You know, and I know it's a reader's copy, but you kept it in pretty damn good condition for a reader's copy. It's not like graded going to be in the nines or the eights, but it probably, I mean, it's, there's no sticky fingerprints on there, it. it is, <laughs> the colors are pretty sharp. It's got a few things, but it's still pretty, pretty Thanks. damn good condition. 
and I, it's not going to sell it. Like, no, to of course me, you're not. No, 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 you're not. But it's awesome. Well, and I think that goes back to why did I give you the the Harley book? And I mean, do you remember what you paid for that animated first appearance? It was in a, the dollar bin. The twenty-five cent bin <laughs> that that's, existed that's back fucking then. Amazing. Um, there was a point where, when she was introduced into comics, people were like, "Okay," and then they kept going. It wasn't that she was disliked or that she was unaccredited, but they just—it wasn't such a big deal. The, the comic boom had kind of died down by that point. This is you know nineteen ninety-nine. It was kind of dwindling down and first appearances and these one shots weren't this thing that people were paying hundreds of dollars for at that point in time. And I don't know that anybody really thought that she was going to become the craze that she did. How did she become this craze? That's what I don't understand. I I don't understand how she like blew up. I I don't know that I understand it either. I, I think she became as iconic as the Joker I, I kind of agree with like the it's the love hate relationship that she has with Joker. Joker just sees her as a plaything that he does what he wants with, and it's not a good look for women in comics. But it it fits with the Joker's persona that I will use what I need out of you, and he, it's fun for me as long as it's fun for me, mm-hmm. and. You know, if you're in love with me, great, because that's even funnier. And (laughs) let's see how this goes. And I think it's the the back and forth. It's like Batman and all the Robins. It's all this love-hate relationship. It's just that, I mean, yeah, I mean, Ben, you're rolling your eyes. No, I'm not rolling my eyes. I'm I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm not wrong on that. It's just the, it's the dynamic. It's, Harley is the Robin to the Joker. Yes. Absolutely. I think that's a great way and to look at it. And it's just like the, it's the parallel Down to the dynamic. flipping around the room. <laughs> Down to the what? Flipping around the yeah, room. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and how much, um, how much she needs to prove to Joker her love by taking down the Batman. The Robins need to prove their, uh, their independence. And their, their worth. And their, their worth and all that. Like, it, it is definitely the sidekick to this powerhouse character where I mean Batman and the Joker pretty much show Harley and the Robins the same amount of love and affection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and Joker had been around now for I'm not spoiling things. 60 something years like he needed a shot in the arm and Harley was that like right. she she gave Joker this layer that he was never able to achieve with before himself, she yeah. was around. Well, it worked in the TV show, which is going to be a little more friendly, a little more whatever. But they try to kill each other in almost every episode they're in together. Anyway. Oh, really? Like this is <laughs> this is an episode ripped out and made a slightly more adult. Like yeah. they do some wonky things to each other in the like child friendly cartoon. But Aww, it, I think I would like to think that they waited to see how to do it because like how to bring her in. Um, cause it was only six years. So like the TV show had only been over for like two before they really brought her in. So it wasn't even like this, like 20 year thing, which is what it felt like at the time when they finally brought her. I was like, wow, because I went from being a child to being a teen. And so it, you know, it felt like a whole lifetime, 
But unlike some of the characters uh, like Montoya and Lockup that they've already moved over from their other creations, or even from like the 66, the, the characters that they created there, that they became um, comic book characters. This was given some pomp and circumstance. Like it, it was a mm-hmm. one shot with like the top artist of the time doing mm-hmm. the cover for it. And there was posters everywhere. And this was a book that people went out and, and paid an extra amount for. I mean, it yeah. was a square bound, um, nice, shiny cover book. I mean, do you guys think that No Man's Land was always the target? Like, okay, well, we need to find some way. Like, could they have brought her into when, continuity when, without something like that? When did she make her appearance in the cartoon? Because that's her, her origin, right? Is the mm-hmm. cartoon? 1992. Which and is then when like was Nightfall? No Man. Uh, so this is almost exactly seven years. So this is October 99. She appears in September 92. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then, yes, I would say that they were... They have the story probably thought out for a few years in advance on what mm-hmm. what direction it's going, where it's headed. The introduction of a of a pretty big character has to be played right if you wanting longevity out of that character. If yeah. you're wanting them to appear as a as a goon and be beat upon and be a henchman and a villains like that are easier to introduce and then toss away because they're a dime a dozen. You can always just come up with a dragon clan name for them and move on. <laughs> or but if you're yeah, if you're wanting somebody that's like, okay, we think we got something iconic here from the cartoon and we want to get it on page, let's do it right and introduce her in a way that's gonna stick with the stick with the theme. It's gonna tie her immediately to another female villain if this is how she's getting introduced into No Man's Land. Let's tie her with Ivy, who's got a, probably a following at this point, at least a Ben. And, you know, we can kind of go from there. I think there I think there was some deliberate thought probably in that. Well, and it, yeah. and it's almost the exact halfway point of No Man's Land, right? We're we are halfway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it marks almost the exact halfway. And so I think there's a little bit of like, okay, get people well, to jump on if they're not reading No Man's Land yet. Get some rejuvenation in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a year-long story. Let's, you know, keep that momentum going. Oh, a year? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, Gotham went from nothing to a lot in a year. It's true. All right. Let's so talk about the actual book. Story-specific. So, well, before we get story-specific, okay. she has not shown up in any live action, right? Harley. Has she shown up in live no. action? Well, she's slated to show up in 2024 in the Joker sequel. Wait a minute, Aaron. Wait, what are you talking Aaron. about? No, she's been in live action. Yeah, when this book came out, she wasn't in Birds of Prey and the oh, Fabuloso yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah. Emancipation. Oh, that's right. And yeah. I was thinking, Suicide Squad. Okay, one yeah. and two. I thought yeah. she meant when this came out. Never mind. I was thinking like but a no, different iteration with her. But let's the talk. Joker. There is going to be a brand new iteration. The her with her. Joker. I'm sorry. She hasn't shown with Joker in live action. Played by one Lady Gaga. Gaga. Is, it, is, it for sh- is that a thing? It's for oh, sure. It's for sure. And it's for sure a musical. And it's a musical. Because it's being told from her perspective. I'm, kinda, I'm going like, in with an kinda, open I'm kind of loving the idea. Guys, well, if we go see it together in the theater when it starts and they play like the title bar... I'm going to stand up and go, Lady Gaga! (laughs) (laughs) Well, if Bad Romance doesn't play the second, (laughs) 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 Lady Gaga's like, let's get that in a movie. Rah, rah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Rah, rah, Rasputin? Rasputin? Bad Romance. Oh. 
Um. So this book. So. It's fine. I laughed. Um. I, I didn't. I didn't cry. Oh. I really? love that they not this viewing. I mean, I was frantically reading this before you came over. Um for the second time. I've read it a thousand times. I just wanted to touch up. What's that face? You yes. read shit the day before all the time. I did. Um, anyways, so she has plant powers. Poison Ivy like yes. gives her strong immunity, which yeah. gives her uh heightened strength and agility, which I love because Harley Quinn technically has superpowers. Yeah, I love that too. I thought, okay, well, that clearly is like going to establish them having some kind of relationship moving forward, whatever that yep. may be in comics that I haven't read. But and then later on, we get to see Joker try to gas her, <laughs> and she's like, ah. Yeah, it doesn't affect her because <laughs> yeah, her immunity is like boosted. Yeah, yeah. And she can't like really fight Batman, but she's like probably on she par like with holds her Robins. own longer mm-hmm. than a lot of people do. Well, and it makes sense, like. I think there's in to go back. I don't want to do this too often, but to go back to the HBO Harley show, they talk about how she was like an award winning gymnast and a martial artist when she was younger. And they try to explain some of her power. Right, that way. Right. I like, I actually like this a little bit more. She's got a little bit of a uh, super juice in her. And uh, I'm glad that it comes from poison Ivy. Well, it does make sense because why would she be able to like fl- flip around and all that? Like in the mm-hmm. original cartoon, she's like, bouncing around on a pogo stick and she doesn't have height and strength but she's definitely like doing cartwheels and doing all this stuff and there's never really an origin to any of that this is like okay here let's let's just explain and even even ivy's like well you're not gonna be able to fight superman anytime soon so they very clearly set up what her strength is it's Mm. like you're like a strong man that works out her parents weren't in the circus they might have been you skipped the gym for a couple of years that's all yeah I made a note in here that as as the story goes on and she's like finding Joker's hideout and trying to like I like that they established the amusement park hideout and that she found that and set that all up and I was like I feel like this relationship might be just a tad bit one sided. <laughs> <laughs> she like paints the tunnel and she's retelling like Ivy and you know, she's telling Ivy everything. You see Joker being like not impressed and she's like, he loved it. <laughs> like she's just so delusional. And I thought there was a lot of humor in seeing her perspective mm-hmm. versus what was actually happening in the flashback. Um, and then there's a disturbing part where Ivy's like, oh, okay, yep, uh-huh, sure. So he drugged you. Okay, got it. And so, like, <laughs> there's, yeah. And while that's happening, you see her little flower children or her little plant children. In the oh, yeah, room. that Batman just let her have. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you can keep those. <laughs> They're there re-sewing Harley's outfit. Are they really? Oh. Yeah. Because she's all ratty when she gets oh, into yeah, the, they are. the rocket crash. <laughs> They're sewing her outfit back up. Yeah, so we find out that she was in the rubble because Joker had become bored with her. And yeah. somehow in the desolate no man's land <laughs> found a working <laughs> rocket <laughs> to shoot her up into. I, I feel like it had to have been found in one of Batman's like hidden caves the that he was park, making. Right? Yeah, it's at the amusement park. Yeah, well, maybe that was the start of one of Batman's caves. He forgot that he was there. And I feel like... The tunnel? Yeah. That would make sense. I like to think of it as that Joker has... We saw Joker have to go to the Penguin and be like, hey, I need some supplies and shit. 
I like that he has used his whatever resources he's been able to come up with in No Man's Land to fucking make a rocket <laughs> <laughs> be able to actually fire. He like, does all of this just to get rid of his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I, that, I love that, and that's my <laughs> canon in my head, is like he has all this gasoline and all this gunpowder just to make sure this rocket can fire off if he needs it to. <laughs> and she finds a way to direct the rocket, and she's like, oh, I'll go to the park. I can land in the water, or I can land in some bushes, and she crashes into a statue. <laughs> Very, like, leaning towards this is a cartoon character in real right. world, which yeah. I thought was fun. Yeah, which totally. is how she works right now in comic continuity. Um, I mean, we even get to see, like, she... She wants to go when um, when she in the flashback is released from Arkham. She wants to impress Joker with, like Aaron said, the hideout and everything. She has to go find the right costume. So the origin of the costume, mm-hmm. the, the Har- Harlequin costume. Uh, she tries on one that's uh, just a girl Joker, and then one yeah. that looks like kind of like the Trickster. Yeah, like, just a clown. Yeah, just Very a clown. clown. Yeah. And so even that kind of little <laughs> montage is very uh, cartoony. In the destruction of Gotham, the clown store wasn't pillaged. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. Well, they had people watching it, I'm sure. Yeah, they, they had to make sure it was ready for her appearance. Uh, speaking of appearance, so this is finally the Joker story of No Man's Land that we've yeah. been like teetering around. Like, where is he going to be? And he references, like, I mean, there's going to be more, but he references, like, how he's being mobile. And, you know, he's going to finally start marking his territory and doing all this stuff. And so, Batman's been avoiding him. Mm-hmm. Like, they've been avoiding each other on purpose. <laughs> so, Harley. <laughs> and Harley leads him away, leads Batman away, or tries to lead him away from Joker to protect him. And it's just a, it's a, it's a great little love story. And he knew who she was, so that's establishing that she had, quote-unquote, been around and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah, I knew that you were wackadoo and we locked you up. <laughs> um, he, like, gives her a chance to leave, and she doesn't, obviously, because she's obsessed. Um, she has a giant hammer for a moment, which made mm-hmm. me happy because yeah. that was a weapon that she used a lot. Totally. I mean, it was it was a short episode or short issue, but I I loved it. I think oh yeah, was... I mean Harley and Joker spend a ton of time at each other's throat. Like she wants when she wakes up from the rubble, she wants to kill Joker, right? And so the whole thing builds up to them on this elevator roller coaster ride thing, right. ready to kill him. And he's like, uh, "Would it help if I said I'm sorry?" <laughs> <laughs> and like that, she's back in love with uh-huh. him. And, and with a heart bubble. Yeah. And uh, speech bubble. Yeah. And Joker's like, okay, I'll just keep you until the next time. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next until time. Until I build another time, fucking next time. rocket. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I gotta get the rocket fuel back <laughs> after all that. Yeah. And they try to blow up Batman together and try to boat <laughs> off into the sunset. And that's her thing. That's her flaw. She's a villain because she loves him. And yeah. she, yeah. But let me ask you something. What do you think of this? Say it's all right. That was it's terrible. Right. Horrendous. I'm offended. I'm it's appalled. Right. That was awesome. Right. Yes. Yes. Well, I, I mean, review-wise, I, I, I thought it was great. It was fun. It was fun to have her into continuity now. We've talked about the the HBO show a bunch. We've talked about Ben's love of this character and other things throughout the podcast. And 
I, you know, the movies that she's been in, Suicide Squad and stuff. I'm, oh, has she been in a lot of action movies? I'm, I'm thinking like the relationship with her and Joker, and I'm, I'm curious to see how that will play out in that musical one, which will be either insane in eight billion different ways or complete and total garbage. But I'm hoping it'll be just insanely brilliant. Um, you know, I, I, I think they did a good job explaining like her kind of her downward spiral a little bit and i'm sure we'll get some backstory more in some other books probably and you know explain flush that out a little bit but it's definitely a, a fun read yeah yeah i mean we haven't had a good introduction since bane <laughs> of a villain and so it's it's fun uh scratch takes offense to that <laughs> scratch <laughs> scratch can <Fucking> scratch <laughs> Uh, you know, this is the this is the time that Ben and I were reading heavily in, in the same kind of universe of comics, so it's fun to revisit all that. But I, she is a great character, and um, to have a story to bring her from the animated series into the comics that feels so much like an episode of the animated series was, the, in my opinion, the right way to do it. I have, I've watched some of the animated series, and I could definitely I get what you mean. Like the feel of it was very cartoonish. Very much a, a um, an episode of that kind of show. Yeah. This is what <laughs> Batman Catwoman should have fucking done with Andrea Beaumont. This is how you give the people what how they did want. How this become a review? <laughs> <laughs> how are we talking about Andrea Beaumont? Because because this Andrea Beaumont. So, so Mask of the Phantasm to when Batman Catwoman came out was a huge amount of time. But when this Harley Quinn one shot came out, that's what it felt like to me. Like, mm. I remember this coming out. And I remember sitting, I feel like I was like in your room, like sitting on your bed, just like reading it. Um, you had bought it for yourself. I, why, I don't know why I didn't have one. I don't know. You were very obsessed with No Man's Land. Yes. And <laughs> I got I got it eventually, so it worked out in the end. But I the first page was Poison Ivy, and I was just hooked. And rereading it earlier today for the podcast, I was like, oh, I remember like every panel of this, like it's burned into my brain. Um, so yeah, yeah. it's great, yeah. it's fun. Paul Dini is amazing, and I'm glad we finally got to this. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. What's uh next, Jake? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finally done. We have to get to hush. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then it'll be Damien. <laughs> um, if you're reading along with us, uh, the next continuity review, uh, we may have a special episode here or there, um, but the next continuity review, we are going to cover Catwoman 72 to 74. We're going to see what one Miss Selena Kyle has been up to. Uh, also, scuba diving from the cover. Uh, <laughs> we are going to finish Batman No Man's Land Volume 3, the trade paperback you guys have. With, uh, I swear we finished that shit. It's Batman issue 569 is the last one in the trade. And then we're are also we going to read that with Catwoman. Yeah. Okay. We're also going to read Batman or Shadow of the Bat issue 89 to find out what Batman's going to do about Killer Croc. Oh. <laughs> He's going to get a rock. A big rock. (laughs) Possibly. Harley Quinn's in that episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Aaron, what did we learn? It's that time again. To do another one of our cute little skits? No, it's time to learn the day's lesson. And to find out what it is, we turn to the Wheel of Batman.
Wheel of Batman. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Well, gentlemen, when there's a splash page of ivy on a plant horse, I know I'm in for a good time. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> for the Brotherhood of Batman, I am Ben, your sunshine into no man's land. Thanks for sticking with us. And I'm Jake. I'm the middle brother. Uh, I can't believe we finally got here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest out of us. I'll clean this up. And I kind of have a hankering for a snack pack. Bye. Hopes of Betty's plants this city.